When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Match literally just finished on Sky. Chelsea 4, Everton 0. Back down to earth, me and Mike Diashia are here. No anger this week, Mike. No, no swearing. No swearing. No swearing. Um, it's been on the cards for a while. Obviously, Chelsea were falling up before the hour mark. And um, I suppose the only good thing we'd say is that they took a bit of mercy in Everton towards the end. Um, but that was not good at all, was it? I don't even think Chelsea took mercy towards the end. I think they took mercy after about 20 minutes onwards yeah. to score those last two goals. They didn't even really have to give in that much effort at all. It was just a case of Everton playing the absolute meek Everton that we've seen at least once every six months for the past, what, decade? Yeah. It's just awful. They do come along quite regularly, don't they, these? You know, every now and then we have like a performance where we are just sort of sat there I was thinking, what on earth is going on here? It, you know, and it, you, you are watching something and you think this is utterly horrendous. But I think there are variants of that game, and this is the one we see so often is away at a top six club, or even a home, because we did it against Spurs last year, where they just phone it in for 90 minutes. As soon as that first goal goes in, you think, bloody hell, that's early. Second one yeah. goes in, midfield, don't want to know. Strikers have pretty much very little supply. The one chance that they do have, obviously, Calvert Lewin misses it, as is natural after signing his new five year deal. That was always going to happen. But you just you sit back and you look at that game and you just wonder for the rest of the season where do these players go from here? Because there are so many that you look at and go, you are not good enough. Sorry, Gilfie Sigurdsson should not play for Everton again. And that was the case in December in the Merseyside derby. And it's still the case now. He has offered nothing between now and then to suggest he should still be an Everton player. But guess what? He will be an Everton player because absolutely no one would buy him. It's just, it's soul-destroying these sorts of games because you sit back and you think, OK, Everton really needs to overhaul in the summer. But they can't. FFP sort of rules that out completely. But I think the, the thing is, is you know, you mentioned about Sigurds in there. There's other lads in that squad who, you know, I've, I've seen people casting it, you know, Davis and, and Sadibi and that sort of thing. You, you could say he might not be in the football club beyond next season. But I think 
some someone's picked him today. You know, ultimately Carlo Ancelotti is just picked Gilly Six and playing on the left hand side for the last two games. He's seen a lot of them now. He's seen enough of them to know what he's like. He's seen enough of top. Now, I think in, in midfield, stay in fairness, we had nobody else, did we, apart from Davis and, and Gomez? So he's, he was a bit hamstrung there. But you know, he, there's, there's options there. You know, Alex Murray doesn't get on the pitch today. Andy Gordon comes on with 20 minutes to go. But, He's, he's picking a player who struggled in central midfield, struggled as a number 10 in the wide areas. And I think, you know, obviously it's been good so far what he's done, to, you know, coming to the club, but he got it badly wrong today. Yeah, I, I think that's completely fair. We're not going to sit here and slate the manager who's managed to haul us out of what looked like a club destined to finish 17th, 18th in the table. But he got it absolutely spot wrong there today couldn't have got it worse it was wasn't just he like a sheep was there you know and I think you know you can get over running midfield at times you can get them on the counter attack but when we lost the ball the you know players was charging everywhere there was no discipline there wasn't anything like that you know I think one of the things Angelotti's done recently is give us a, a good shape when we were off the ball but there's none of that today I think it's the exact opposite of what we saw away at Newcastle over that Christmas period when we looked at that game and thought Everton looked really quite solid there you can see the shape and what they're trying to do and how they're trying to be dangerous when they have the ball today was just an amorphous blob it reminded me of Ronald Koeman's second season at Everton and funnily enough that coincides with Gilfie Sigurdsson playing on the wing and I'm sorry but he is not good enough to play at a top club in England anymore and by top I mean anyone in the Premier League He's not a Premier League player anymore. He needs to be off on a plane to the MLS and phone out the rest of his career because he's not phoning it out here anymore. He wasn't the only one today, though, was it? To be no, fair, you know, we were sitting there then saying there's not an outfield player on this pitch today that you could you could give more than five out of ten to. Is there? You know, Jordan Pickford was the only one. I mean, you know, still leaked four goals. He made some good saves. Was commanding under the ball. Fair play to me. Was decent, but. The eleven lads on the pitch who started, sorry, the ten lads out field on the pitch who started the game. My, they, they were all well off it, weren't they? The only player you can have some sort of extenuating circumstances for is Andre Gomez. Yeah. You think fair enough? He's obviously not up to it. I think you said to yourself, Matt, that it's ridiculous that he's been made to do ninety minutes. He shouldn't, there. Have, shouldn't have played. Shouldn't have played for that long. As soon as that, that third or fourth goal goes in, he should be off. And you, you lash anyone in midfield, then it doesn't matter because he was. He was at risk there at the end of doing himself another injury by chasing around because he's just not fit. Well, I'm sure we'll find out what the score is with Delph, but I think both of us said before the game, Delph would be the one you would have next to Gomez in that midfield. Obviously not out of choice, but out of necessity. And that tells you everything you need to know about Everton's midfield options. If he's injured, then suddenly you're making a case for Mason Holgate playing at centre-half in midfield and at right-back. Because... <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jibril Sidibe. Yeah. That is a player Evan will not be signing in the summer. I can tell you that right now. It's a shame, though, isn't it? Because there was a point in the, in the season where I remember speaking on this show about just like pay the money now and get him get it done. And you were a lot more reserved and, and fair play. But he, he looked he looked like somebody who could give us really something different on there going forward. He was great, but even that now, you know, I can't remember the last time he put a really good ball into the box or anything like that. I can't remember the last time he completed a pass. Just. <laughs> The way he is as a fullback is erratic by nature, and that's Jibble Stebe right down to a tee, even when he's at his very best, because you know you're always getting those three or four really solid crosses into the box. Sorry, when you can't even find your man, you're not going to bother to look up to complete a pass. You shouldn't be in the side, and unfortunately, you, you know that I'm a massive critic of what Seamus Coleman has become over the past couple of seasons, but 
Coleman should be in that side every day of the week at the moment. Unfortunately, Everton aren't going to see him for the next four weeks. And suddenly, your best option there is the player that all teams are now going to target. Arsenal did it, Chelsea did it, and, well, obviously the Derby next week, that'll do it. Thank God we have three weeks off after that, because if not... Everton would be in a really perilous position with that but as soon as Coleman's fit you've got to say that he comes straight back in but until then Mason Holgate at right back it's hard. I would say I was going to start by saying the next part that I'll play midfield for the Derby like you said he can't, the lad can't play everywhere but I mean hopefully it's mad to assume you say but hopefully Fabian Dell's back for that game at least just so we've got another body in there um, but it's, it's mad isn't it I think what what the good form of the last few weeks sort of done is it gave us a bit of hope about you know challenging for top four or you know top six or getting to European football and we looked at these three games against Arsenal United and Chelsea as you know real barometers for this team and probably barometers that came a little bit too early given where they were where this team was around December time but barometers nonetheless and I think the two games before this one decent performances probably should have got more than deserved but I think today was just an indication of you know, this is a Chelsea team that had, I think it was seven first-team players out. Yeah. The four best midfielders out in Loftus-Cheek, Kante, Jorginho, Kovacic. And the gap is still massive, wasn't it? And I think as much as we all talked about Europe, talked about challenging for those sorts of things, it was just a little bit of a, a gut punch of how far we still got to go. Well, the one gap that I think was bigger than any on the pitch is the two, well, he's not a teenager anymore, is he? The two young midfielders starting opposite each other. You've got a lad there for Chelsea, was it Billy Gilmore making his first Premier League start for them? And 18. 18 years of age, slight in frame, and absolutely runs rings around Tom Davies. Tom Davies doesn't look like a Premier League footballer, and I would shite saying that, but oh, there you go, I've sworn. Sorry, folks. But I know it's no, crap. All our fans of Japan, not going to get this one again. I know it's crap saying that, but. He, he doesn't look like one and he has not given us really any evidence that he is one up to this point I think Phil McNulty said it on Twitter before was talking about well we're talking about a midfielder who's meant to have great promise but what's he actually shown and I think he, obviously you can talk back I think Jack Wilkshire was the same where you look at him and you say oh he lives off that night against Barcelona well Tom Davies is living off a goal against Manchester City at this point what else is there really to offer I think it's I think people say about young players and you can be a young player but he, he's not a young player in a football sense I think this is his fourth or fifth season in the, you know, in the, you know, he's played a lot of Premier League games now and you know, we had a good half last week and people were like we're on you know meshing us in the week saying talk about Tom Davies' performance but you're always hesitant with Tom aren't you because you feel as though a game like today is just around the corner Well as soon as you put a midfield in front of him that is confident and technically able it's a massive problem for him it's a massive problem for Everton granted I think whoever is in that midfield at the moment is struggling because there is no destroyer there is no Idrissa Gay obviously JP Gabamon being out for the entire season is just awful and it's always going to be a mitigating circumstance but as you say there Matt it's not an excuse today Chelsea had four first team midfielders out Kante Jorginho Kovacic Ruben Loftus-Cheek and they're what sixth and fifth and sixth choices exactly like yeah. we're not even talking about the options they had out wide or the options that they're missing at centre back they're, they're fifth and sixth choice midfielders out there absolutely run rings around Everton and obviously that's going to be the case because Everton a crap of football and we've known Everton's midfield a crap of football for a long time and 
how many times have we sat here and we've spoken about Everton's midfield not being able to, <coughs> to pass a ball or to even put their head up or look like they want it and none of them did today and it's just you sit there on days like today and you wonder where Everton can go in the next year two years especially when you look at Cheng Tosin's injury costing them 20 million quid in the transfer market and the FFP concerns the hangover the Mifty do would go out and spend big it, this manager will have to get it a lot more right than that a lot more often if Everton are going to go anywhere and granted he has done for a large part of this but that's playing teams that Everton should be beating and that's something I think it's a big reality check for Everton today because that was a poor Chelsea team and they were giving it bifters about how many players they had out what was it eight first team players Seven out first team players apparently but if it, feels, it feels like more than that if you just go through it well, exactly and it was it's important players they've got I out it's probably their entire front six yeah. best front six was out you know I think William was he, he got dragged off didn't he you know, I don't think he was fully fit there's, there's, you know, there's concerns about him being available for this game but um, he, he wasn't quite on it but you know it's he didn't need to be none of them needed to be they stopped playing as soon as that second goal went in give Everton a chance to get back into the game which they miss and then Everton stop and decide no it's okay and it's where we got we've gone full circle we're right back to talking about what we were talking about at the start it's just Everton meekly accepting the fate of the top six club because we go oh okay this is what's supposed to happen this is what we do literally it's just and it makes all of us city and like obviously this is not going to be a long podcast because we are not going to waste our time with our breath when 14 players are just going to phone it in for 90 minutes why should we and all those Evertonians today who you know battle to get down there the train issues and that sort of stuff uh, feel sorry for anyone making the trip back and listening to this um, yeah at least Ross Barkley didn't score well yeah he was doing his best though wasn't he he was desperate wasn't he he was absolutely desperate to score but there you go Night and day, him and Sigurdsson. Yeah, he had a good game. Fair, fair dues. He played yeah. all right. Played all right. Whereas it just shows the levels that the midfield of Everton are at. And there are so many players in that team. I think we've obviously got to say a word for Luca Dean, who shouldn't have come back in. No. Just shouldn't have. Leighton Baines played really, really well the last two games. And the way football should work is you pick your side based on a meritocracy you don't base it around who's the higher ranked player on FIFA obviously I'm not suggesting Carlo Ancelotti does that but it's that sort of thing where it's like oh well we'll just bring Luca Dean back in because it's Luca Dean well it shouldn't work like that and I, it's making my blood boil already thinking about the players that will start yeah. that, that derby next weekend yeah, we're just watching the fair goal back here and there's, there's Everton midfield it's just walking walking around Sigurdsson walking Gomez walking Tom Davis walking Mason Holgate making a pathetic attempt to block the shot. Uh, just not a great day at all. Uh, you ex- you excited for the derby then? I'm not even going to watch it. I tell you this. I tell you this every time. There's nothing that I enjoy less than a derby. And these players look like they're absolutely spot on to do an absolutely massive Everton for it. Because that's all they will ever do. Those 11 players on the pitch just proved it today. That that's all they are. Yeah, disappointing, really disappointing day. Um, we'll be going over this game in forensic detail, unfortunately, on the Blue Room this Yay. week. Looking ahead to that Merseyside derby on Monday as well. Um, enjoy what's left, left of your weekend. You'd have gone down to Stratford Bridge today, have a safe trip back, and hope all the travel disruption does get better. Uh, we'll catch up with you again very soon here on the Blue Room. What makes for a great vacation? Depends on who you ask. Are you looking to get away? 
or bring everyone together? Do you want to get outside and play? Or see a play at the plate? Fortunately, however you operate, I'm the destination you've been looking for. The name's Missouri, but you can call me Mo. And I have just one question. What's your MO? To find your MO, tap now. Or for information on safe travel, come see me at visitmo.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.